Adventures of Business, hosted by Taz Smith. To have the faith and the passion to leap. Literally, like six months after dating, we opened up a martial arts school. Adapt, change, and positivity all the time. In this episode, I'm sitting down with Christina and Eric from Loving Our Kids 365. This is a local nonprofit that helps foster children as they're being taken from the homes. Uh, they're going to share their story. It's absolutely amazing. They're doing really great work, uh, and they're just great people. It's definitely been a crazy year for them, and it's uh, it's pretty awesome. So, guys, introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Christina Alexander of Loving Our Kids 365. My name's Eric Alexander. I'm the founder of Loving Our Kids 365. Cool. So what do you guys do with Loving Our Kids 365? Give people an idea of what your organization is about because this is a nonprofit. This isn't necessarily a business, but you guys are running the nonprofit locally. Right. We are a uh, foster care outreach program. Uh, uh, we uh, work with the foster children foster families and we try to help support the agencies with uh, some appreciation programs uh, our business our organization I should say started out as a, a school project for organizational behavioral management and uh, it was a networking exercise uh, where we had to come up with a fictional business and network for them well, after we uh, started deciding that we were going to do a uh, luggage program to remove the trash bags for the foster children when they're being removed, we started the networking process for the course assignment, and uh, people were amazed that it wasn't a real organization. That it was just a project. I reached out to Tracy Ramirez, who's one of my friends, and she's a lawyer here in the area, and she was one of the first three people. And she said that this is what you should do. This is your calling. And she said we needed to go get our licenses, our 501c3. And that's what we did. And then Eric and I started with the luggage, with used luggage. And then we had COVID happen. And we have learned to adapt our the way we do things with new luggage rather than having to sanitize used luggage it also fits better in the cruisers of the you know the cpi workers cars and we've reached out to the foster parents to show them appreciation through eckerd connects as well as a new apprenticeship program called foundations of prosperity very cool yeah um so Tell everybody the exact need that you guys are filling. Well, what we're fulfilling is we're replacing what is an economical answer to a problem. Uh, when the agencies have to remove children from the houses, all they really have are the tr big, large trash bags. And children think very simply, and as they watch their stuff being crammed into trash bags, they're equating themselves and their stuff as trash. So Chris and I found uh, luggage, dispo uh, not disposable luggage, but collapsible luggage that can neatly fit into a police officer's cruiser or a CPI's agent's uh, vehicle. And if they have to remove the child, they can use these bags 
to remove their their belongings and give these children a little bit of dignity in a time of intense trauma. I myself, as a former foster child, have had my stuff moved in a trash bag, and it still affects me, which is one of the reasons we founded Loving Our Kids 365, was off of a Facebook post that said, give your gently used luggage to the foster children, not goodwill. So Eric and I decided with the project that we would try to do just that, and it has blossomed from there. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's cool that it's one really personal to you um, and that there's that big of a need that when kids are getting, I don't know what the term would be. Removed. Removed. And relocated. And relocated that their stuff's just being thrown in the trash bags. I had no idea that that was even anything that was happening. Well, it's a it's a practice that was born out of necessity. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't give them any money to buy anything. And, uh, you know, one of those rolls of trash bags, large trash bags at Home Depot or, or one of the other home improvement stores, it's only nine bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all- satisfying two needs that they need to fill. One, uh, the financial requirement of being cheap because they're spending their own money. And secondly, it fits in their vehicles. Well, and it's also, it's time, you know, time for the foster families and different, when they're being relocated, like my story is one time I went to school and I went to my class and I was transferred and relocated to a foster home and I didn't even have a chance to go home and pick up my belongings I was called to the office and then they brought my stuff in a trash bag and I had to walk through the entire school with the trash bag so even as even now as an adult it still affects me mm-hmm so we just want to bring a little comfort to the children and a little pride and dignity. Yeah, which I think is awesome. I think that, um, you know, things that happen to us as children really do affect us the rest of our lives. And if we as a community and you guys as an organization can step up and help children, society is going to be better. That is the plan. Uh, children are our future. Mm-hmm. And if we can do whatever little bits that we can to make their childhood better maybe we can improve everyone's future i I always look at it that way the children are our future everyone everyone's single child should have the complete ability to have a bright future exactly because they're all our children not just foster children they're our children well it's the future of of everyone of everyone everyone, yeah so we can kind of I think that gives a good overview of what your organization is doing. And so now to be very helpful to the people listening, we want to talk about, you know, your adventure in getting started because this is fairly recent adventure for you guys. Yeah. Um, And so if you want to explain, you know, maybe a little bit how recent it was and some challenges that you're, you're maybe facing now or did face that, you kind of overcame well it uh when we began in february uh it seemed really simple we're gonna collect used luggage we're gonna sanitize it in an autoclave and then we're gonna put it in distribution hubs and for the first month and a half that was working decently uh as soon as the pandemic started sweeping into you know home uh 
everyone we basically donated to told us we can't accept it anymore. So uh, here we were uh, running an operation that really didn't require much money from us or from people that were assisting us. Uh, we had to change everything up, and luckily we were able to find the inexpensive uh, duffel bags and uh, actually started asking people for donations to support it, and we, we were able to build that duffel bag program up. And uh, at the same time, uh, you know, we were thinking about it and the, the, another group of people who don't get any of the praise that they should are these foster parents. Uh, they're willing to open up their homes, their lives, everything for a child that might go away, you know, to another house next week. Uh, may stay with them for two years and then all of a sudden, you know, gets pulled up and goes back to their paternal parents. Uh, and they know this. So Chris decided to uh, contact local businesses and we started gathering up vouchers and gift certificates and a few uh, really nice items and gathered them up into a basket and we started delivering those to Eckerd Connects Raising Hope. And as these new foster parents come out of their education cycle, they're presented with one of these uh, welcome baskets. And it's a, a big thank you from the community. That's awesome. One of the, you were asking, like, one of the different challenges we faced was mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to make the greatest impact on the least amount of donations or because we're completely donation-based. And what isn't donation-based, we're self-funded. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the challenges we had was learning how to go out and do events and figure out how to do social media because social media is not an easy an easy learn very true there's a lot all the different platforms are confusing yes yes, yes. and you know we had we're you know trying to have uh, loving our kids facebook eric's facebook we've started a foster parent appreciation page and a foster parent group so I would say one of our biggest challenges is, is the nativity of learning how to do events and how to work with community partners you know and everyone still be within you know their mission um, are there any other challenges or anything that you want to talk about when starting up Was there anything else that was difficult getting this going well it's really difficult because uh everybody was really interested in the mission and the the purpose of the organization it was difficult to find people who were really uh helpful it uh it seemed like a lot of people wanted to get their name attached to our organization and offered up lots of help especially in the legal framework and everything like that and we found out that we actually knew a little bit more than the person that offered to help us sure that, and we had to go back thing. we had to go back and and uh luckily the irs was very nice with us oh that is nice <laughs> and and, 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 yeah. and they allowed us to fix all our paperwork that we you know we assumed was in good stature so i think the the biggest hurdle uh, because we had never done a nonprofit, mm -hmm. 
was making sure that the architectural framework for the organization was done properly mm. uh, because everybody offered to help and we were new and we were like, yeah, sure, we'll take your help. We didn't know better than to like, oh, wait a second. Maybe we, sh you know, maybe we should just go ahead and pay the extra money for this guy to set us up and not do the discount because a we did hundred dollars here. Is gonna yeah, we, we, we did the discount route and we ended up having to spend many hours on the phone with a very, very polite tax agent That's at nice. the IRS. Yeah. <laughs> but we've had some really nice people like mm -hmm. Eckerd Connects has been wonderful to us. Kelly Rossi and Christina Needham of Eckerd Connects Raising Hope. They provide our duffel bags to the foster children. Um, We've also had, you know, people volunteer to help us and donate their time. So, I mean, it's been, it's been a learning curve. I think my biggest challenge is finding enough time in the day. I think there should be more time in the day. <laughs> yes, that is true. That's, I think that's what hits me the hardest, too, as a business owner, that, um, Sometimes it's working from five in the morning to five in the morning. It feels like so. Yeah, some days you're uh, you're out in the vehicle running around, mm -hmm. donations, meeting people, uh, and then you've got your uh, regiment of Zoom meetings mm -hmm. and WeChat meetings, and uh, then it's dinner time and you're still wondering if you've got you know you're ever going to get to the ten letters you need to write mm -hmm. and your Excel sheets and counting in the new donation that came in this morning of over 700 stuffed animals yeah you know and you're like okay and somewhere in here the dogs got to get fed too mm -hmm. the kids gotta <laughs> and the kids gotta have attention where do you, you know so i guess for me if i've kind of because they're 13 and 14 i've kind of like tried to teach them a little bit how to do the excel sheets and mm, cool. help me do a little bit here and there and they come with us on our events like they were at our last event mm -hmm. um but i would say the biggest thing for me is the knowledge of how to interact with different community partners and enough time in the day yeah time in the day is definitely a a big challenge i think yeah <laughs> um so what is something that you guys have implemented in your organization that has helped you grow from the get-go? I think the biggest uh, growth additive uh, aspect of our company has been uh, probably the multi-platform social, social media. media. Um, making sure we have a different uh, variety of uh, social outlets for people to reach us on has allowed us to have a more diverse network and reach more people and spread more awareness. And the messenger on Facebook and just actually reaching out to actual business owners and actual people and, and introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Christina Alexander of Loving Our Kids. You know, we're a nonprofit organization, a 501c3, and, you know, mm -hmm. let them come back to us. And then it's really amazing how many people want to know more. And they're all, everyone's interested in helping the children and learning more about our story. So I would say social media has been the biggest. Mm. Are you primarily using Facebook? 
Facebook and Instagram. Okay. I'm not a big Twitter. I, I'm not sure even yeah. how to do it. I, I don't know how many people do, but the people that do really love it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, myself, I'm no social media wizard. Um, I try to help Christina along with it, but uh, I'm not a social media wizard like most people are. <laughs> and then I would think the other thing we implemented is just meeting people. You know, the amazing people we've met has just been amazing. I mean, you're amazing. You know, you did amazing things for us. Um, Bo's done amazing things for us. Will William has mm -hmm. done amazing things for us. Um, like I said, Kelly Rossi and mm -hmm. Tracy and everybody. It's just been the outpouring of just Johnny Gritz, Kevin Cole of Johnny Gritz has just been touching on how many people are just touched by what we do. So I think that has helped us. Just the fact that everyone kind of connects with, you know, our mission. It's, it's kind of simple. Let's bring pride and dignity to the children. Mm -hmm. You know, let's provide them dignity. Yeah. So, I mean, it's in your name. Let's just show them love, right? Yeah. yeah. Give them love when it's a really hard time. Well, the, the 365 time. came about because you want to love your kids every day mm -hmm. of the year, 365 days a year. Yeah. And I and I always thought back, you know, back when I was young, the Marine Corps always had the the toy for tots mm. for foster children drive. Yeah, and I was like, well, why did why is it only just one day? You know, Christmas Day that everybody's helping out the foster children, and that's one of one of my uh, visions when we were thinking of the name of the organization was going back to seeing those marine commercials when I was growing up and them collecting to mm -hmm. you know foster kid toys well they do that for one day we'll do it for 365 days we'll show these kids that the community loves them not yeah. just us because yeah. it really is an outpouring of, of love from the community to the foster parents and, and, the, and the foster children and we're just a conduit for that love Right, we're the advocates for the foster families and their children. Mm. Yeah, that, that's really awesome, everything that you guys are doing. I think, you know, the things that you talked about implementing are very, especially if you're a, a small organization, which you guys are, implementing social media and getting out and meeting people. That's like two keys. Networking has got to be one of the, one of the key factors to the, su the quick success that yeah. we've had. Uh, like I said, the, uh, you meet people, you, you give them a little taste of the story, and not only do they want to hear about it, they also want to go and tell two or three people about it. Mm -hmm. And then those two or three people contact us, and they want to know more. So it's all about networking, and you, you have a hard time comprehending it, but once you step back from it and look at it and see how diverse and far-stretching your network is after a few short months you're amazed because mm -hmm. without the social media platform to do that on that would have never been possible yeah so i guess to talk on networking explain exactly what you mean because there's like a lot i think there's a lot networking is a loaded term <clears throat> that can mean different things to different people right there's specific networking groups that you have to be a part of there's oh yeah getting out and talking to you know so when you say networking, what does that mean? Or what does it well, look like for you guys? Because I think everybody does it different. Well, we network in a lot of different 
um, spaces and groups on Facebook. We're like in the hub. We're in Pasco County restaurant, say Pasco County restaurants. We, you know, anytime someone invites us into a group, I usually try to go into the empowering groups. Um, for us, we've even talked to people outside of the state, like in mm -hmm. California and different areas that have been interested nationwide in our story. Um, it empowers me as far as networking goes to meet people because I'm a shy person and I don't normally like to tell my story. I've very rarely even told Eric my story because I don't mm -hmm. like people feeling sorry for me. So it's kind of weird that everything that's happened in my life has become a new statement. Mm -hmm. But as far as getting back to networking, we also meet people. We go to events such as the one we just went to the other day where we're painting the mural on Heaven Dropped. Yeah. You know, we do, um, we meet people in person. You know, the community baskets have allowed us to meet some really great restaurant owners. Mm -hmm. um, we go and we meet for lunch different people from Echo Connects. We, you know, of course everything's socially distanced, corrected, you know, with your mask and six yeah. feet and everything but it's really nice to the personal touch because of it being a personal story i think people prefer the meet in person or the phone call mm -hmm. and we've actually reached out to a lot of other community partners other nonprofits, which is i don't know if i'm naive on this or not but i guess a lot of people don't mm -hmm. so we've reached out to other foster agency closets we've reached out to vance lives we've reached out to ian's way which are two suicide prevention teen programs um we've reached out to feeding the fosters uh we've reached who, who else is one of our community partners we have feeding the fosters vance lives ian's way uh stano foundation no more yeah. you know all different people from all these groups we actually i actually have conversations with weekly yeah and people have wanted us to go on and you know the rga groups although some of the zoom meetings are intense and long and seem like less personal mm -hmm. they i like the more in person in person meetings and our method is kind of unorthodox because yeah. uh while we do go to on the zoom meetings with the different uh, uh networking uh professionals and all that uh we're kind of unorthodox in the fact that we will go through our friends list and just start engaging in conversations with people mm -hmm. and that's really how our networking actually works uh is instead of a a passive system of waiting on a group to form or uh, being invited to one of these meetings, uh, we would just pick 10 or 15 people out of our friends list on Facebook and start messaging them and, and getting a conversation started. And it, uh, they would in turn contact other people. And it's so a word of mouth spread, uh, but through the social media platform so it could sp spread like wildfire. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, more people being interested means more awareness is being raised. Uh, they're telling more people about it and the, the diversity just keeps on expanding so it, our approach is unethical in the fact that we go out there and just 
you know, we're, I wouldn't. Unorthodox, not, not unethical. I'm sorry, unorthodox. There you go, yeah, that's, uh, that's correct. Not unethical. No, we don't do anything unethical at all. We're not the government. <laughs> but we're, we're unorthodox in the fact that we don't take a passive role in our networking. We're very, we're very active. We're very, uh, I don't want to say aggressive on it, but we are, um, mm, how would you spot on? Like I would say that we're, I'm always, or you're always on available. Yeah. We're 24 seven available. Um, some people have told us that you have to cut it off, you know, at certain times, you know, business owners to have, to have your personal time, Mm -hmm. but we're always available on messenger. You can always direct message us now. I know. I think we messaged last night at like midnight or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, it's after nine (laughs) o'clock. No, I think that's really cool. I think that it's a, a lot of people sit back and wait for something to happen to them versus causing it to happen for them. And you guys are definitely causing it to happen. Oh, yeah. Because uh, um, in the construction industry, which is what I am from, um, if you're going to make a name for yourself or if you're going to get noticed, you go above and beyond. And, you know, that always means going and getting information from the builders instead of waiting to get it from your boss or mm-hmm. going and getting spec sheets from the build, uh, the this uh, appliance builder and stuff like that, not waiting for it to come to the site and then figuring it out. And we've kind of taken those kind of uh, uh, head charging uh, philosophies and applied it to the networking. Uh, you're never going to meet the person that can help you set up a hundred thousand dollar event. If you're hanging out on Facebook and talking, you know, passing cat emojis back and forth. Sure, and, and stuff only like doing that. that. Yeah. Right. So only it, it's, on Facebook. It's an, active, it's an active process where you're going to get told no 20 times. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to ha- ask, be asked once, can you tell me more about this? And that's the person that is socially conscious who wants to do something in their community just doesn't know where to put their energy yet and you've just struck a nerve with that person and they think that they might be able to help you help the community and, and that's we've had a lot of that we've had yeah. a lot of pe- different personal you know individuals and also businesses that understand that it's a foster care outreach and are, are just in love with the idea they they it seems simple to me it seems like, you know, we're just a foster care outreach program. We're just trying. It, it seems like it should be a no-brainer, I guess, in a way that people should just show compassion. That's what you're taught. You know, you're taught to be mm-hmm. compassionate and love others. So it just seems normal to me to love and take care of the kids and their foster family, you know, the parents, you know, and then the youths as they age out into yeah. our foundations of prosperity, our new program. Um, but it's not, it isn't, it, you know, it, it, I guess other people, I just, to me, it's very humbling that everyone loves it so much and wants to hear the story and wants to help out. 
and we've had a lot of people that volunteer their time volunteer their resources to just help us build so if anyone's listening thank you for you know any of the people that have helped us thank you yeah <laughs> Because there's a lot of people out there that want to be active in serving their communities. They just don't know how to go about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if there, you know, anybody that is feeling that way, just get online and start researching what, ne- what your community needs. It's out there. You just have to look for where you might be able to fill a need if you're able. Because I always tell people that uh, you can't give somebody a glass of water from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. So while everybody would love to help everybody else, you also have to look inside yourself and say, am I going to hurt myself? You know, Because we've had people that are like, I wish I could give you more. No, we don't want you hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you can't give somebody a drink of water from an empty cup. Sure. You gotta, everybody's gotta make sure that they're taking care of themselves at this period in time. This pandemic has made a lot of weird things for everybody, mm-hmm. and it's made a lot of scared people. So while we're trying to help everybody, we want everybody to make sure that they're not forgetting about themselves in all this. Yeah, very true. That's true. Yeah. I, I mean, all that, again, goes back to networking. You know, the more people you meet, the more people that you're able to help, the more people that are right. able to help you. The multiplier. Uh, yeah, everything just starts to work once you get out and start it and get it going. Yeah, yeah. It's very humbling how that, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I think we kind of talked about these questions are very similar. I was going to ask about what resources have helped you along the way. Um, I don't. I think that we talked about social media networking. I don't know if there's any specific tools that you guys are using. Not really. Um, <laughs> well, I would just say your personal or your organization. In, yeah, I would say in person, like meeting people and having conversations and just letting people hear about our story. Well, the personal touches, I think, what what motivates a lot of people because instead of just trying to do everything on phone or Zoom. Um, we're willing to go and meet the people. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I want to give you some gift certificates. Where, where, where do I mail them? Don't mail them. We'll come by tomorrow and we'll pick them up. We'll meet you. We'll bring you, you know, your receipt for that. Mm-hmm. We want to say thank you in person. And I think that personal touch has really been our greatest tool. Yeah. It's made people yeah. feel special and, and warm inside in this period where nobody wants to go around another person. Sure. You know, if I'll wear my mask, I got hair sanitizer, you know, I'll bump elbows with you. But I like to I like to see a person in the face to say thank you. Mm-hmm. I would also say that your school, St. Pete College, your classes has really helped us because that started off the organization, the first mm-hmm. assignment. And we had to do a business plan and a marketing plan. So we have our business and our marketing plan that we're done. And then this semester, he has to do uh, some kind of mapping. I can't. Agile process improvement mapping. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's a word. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I have to look at a process and find ways of improving it to add value and save mm. money. Got it. Okay. So it, That's cool. So the school, I would say, his classes, because without Eric going to school to be a project manager, we probably never would have, sure. you know, 
fallen into something that's really great. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's a great organization. And yeah. It can help a lot of kids and a lot of people. And I think you know, it can expand to help even more. Because right now, we're concentrating on the Pasco, Pinellas, and Hillsborough area. And uh, citrus, if available. Uh, which is a pretty big... Sure, that's pretty a big, big, big area. Uh, yeah. A lot of people in there. A lot of people, a lot of kids. But... I'm hoping that in the next five years we can expand the, mm-hmm. our county-wide reach to include more counties. Yeah. And uh, it's going to take time, it's going to take effort, and it's going to take considerable planning. But I think it's a possibility that it, this, it could come about and uh, we can expand how many more people we're helping out, mm-hmm. how many more children, how many more fa- foster uh, families. Mm-hmm. Uh, and bringing the a little bit of awareness to the agency too because uh foster parents foster children they're the focus um these agencies and the people that work inside uh, they got a really bad job to do i would never want to be the one Mm -hmm. to have to pull a child out of a house uh but they're doing it out of the child's best interest sure and it's a rotten job so that's one of the reasons why we started uh, one of these little programs we're going to have. It's going to be a in-house event with mm. just Eckerd Connects Raising Hope. And we're going to be providing uh, cupcakes and probably like a little gift baggie to all the YFA and CPI workers on a drive-through COVID-friendly wow, event. there you go. Okay, very cool. Just to show them a little up because... Yeah, they're doing a hard job. They yeah. are doing a hard job. And they don't get anything. Yeah, they're doing yeah, they're doing a hard job. Uh people that don't really see the situation the same way that they may see it. So Well, and I would definitely say one of our greatest resources or tool would be Bo. Yeah, Bo Blowen of uh Connected Human. Yeah. Really cool guy. He's really great. He's really showed us how to uh focus our energies on our projects mm. and uh, differentiate how we put our efforts into uh, the networking, um, the different programs, and how to make sure that we stay on track with our mission and introducing us to a world of, of excellent people to be around. Sure. I think that leads into the other question that we wanted to kind of talk about, which was, you know, a few people that have been very or that I've had a really big impact on what you guys are doing? Well, I said Tracy Ramirez, which is my friend who started us on this path. She's the one that said you have to do this, and she donated the first cases we ever had. Very cool. Um, definitely Bo Blowen mm-hmm. and William Matry. Uh Taz Smith. Oh. <laughs> you. Um, For saving us in an emergency. <laughs> no, you're okay. <laughs> uh, you know, Kelly Rossi has really been instrumental uh, in uh, getting us in the door at Eckerd Connects and uh, introducing us to people and giving us the ability to prove ourselves to mm-hmm. Eckerd Connects Raising Hope which uh, has opened more doors and given us more opportunities. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. I mean, I know I'm missing people because there's some amazing, amazing people. 
the outpouring of love and support that we've had has just been especially from one person on on social media bethany Pedersen has just been amazing on facebook for us she's been doing we've, online yeah we fronted her and she got you know we've been talking with her and communicating with her and this woman has taken our organization on as her own personal uh promotional platform and she's been making uh online raffles and uh doing promotional events on her facebook oh, wow. page for our organization, organization. yeah it's and sharing us all over the place and uh uh inviting people you know she is she's like a little powerhouse i even wrote her a special thank you last night because every time we turn our heads bethany peterson's got something else for loving our kids 365 on, awesome. on her on her facebook page so she is definitely one of those special people there yeah very cool yeah definitely <laughs> definitely yeah that's awesome uh i think that it's awesome that you guys have been able to connect with people that have been able to help and i think that that's the key to a lot of success and anything that anybody does is when you try to do it alone it's really hard but if you can find people that can help you or point you in the right direction i mean i think that you guys are a beautiful case study of that right there oh yeah it it um we we've been able to get this far because people have been uh giving us the right information mm -hmm. and giving us the right advice and uh because they believe in our mission they're they're pointing us in the right way um i don't think if any of these people that we've been working with if they didn't believe in the mission i don't think they would have pointed us to the right doors to knock on mm -hmm. or the right hallways to walk down well, I think you're forgetting someone, though, so I'm going to say the person. Kevin Cole of Johnny Grits was our first 365 loving oh, yeah. warrior, and he's amazing. And the first person I reached out to on Facebook, well, Eric reached out to him on Facebook, and... Um, he held our first event, our breakfast with a purpose. Very cool. Um he is our first uh, gift basket, uh, welcome, mm. welcome basket uh, participant. And uh, he's almost in, he's got his hands on almost every single event we, we're in, That's either really cool. an idea or his hands in one way or another. So, Very cool. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Cole of Johnny Grits, he's definitely one of our main people. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if anybody wants to see anybody that's, great and cares about the community you guys have a page on your website that lists everybody that's yeah been helpful. it's called 365 loving warriors mm -hmm. and that's on facebook also okay there you go yeah very cool um one of the last questions for today is if you were starting today what would you do different you know would you do anything different how would you go about it if you were starting today if we were starting today... I mean, I know it was a few months ago that you guys yeah. started. Yeah, but. but if we were to restart or if we were to change direction now, I would say that you would want to have a... I would have a lawyer, I think, do the paperwork and 
try to do the have have the right people set in the right places rather than try to fumble through like yeah. we did and when maybe. you're making up your business plan make sure to put plenty of alternative paths in there mm. um, explain what that means for well when you're making up your business plan everybody has this and uh envisionment of how the business is going to perform what it's going to do, what its outputs are going to be, and, uh, of course, what its inputs are going to be. And uh, we thought we had the, uh, the, the used lo- luggage program down pat. Uh, collect the luggage, autoclave the luggage, uh, uh, not saran wrap the luggage, but uh, plastic wrap the luggage so it stayed sterile and then put it into a distribution hub so that the people couldn't go get it at any time. Great idea. Um, after talking with a few police officers, great idea, horrible execution. Because mm. the luggage is a great idea. We got no place to put it. Uh, so there, you know, therein lies where we had to alter our plan and come up with something else because of two factors, the COVID-19 and the the space availability uh we also had to uh we found out quickly that while the uh collapsible luggage was a really viable project uh, it wasn't exciting Mm. to people kind of sort of while it was heartbreaking and the story behind it really touched your heart it really didn't have an excitement factor to it. Um, when we started doing the welcome basket, the new faster welcome basket, that had more excitement to it because it had more community involvement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so what I'm saying is with that is, is always have more than just one way about how your company or organization is going to apply itself. Because you can still do the same processes but you might have to change five or six things to get that same process going at the end result. So always have alternate ways of how you're going to do things and plan for it. You can't plan for everything, but you can come up with two or three good things that might happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can accordingly plan for that and smooth out what could be a really bumpy ride. Uh, you know, everybody's, we've got an election going on. You could have higher taxes. You could have uh, new regulations. Uh, you could put this into your business plan as a course of action. If X, then A, mm-hmm. you know. Plan uh, for it. Yeah. You know, if Y, then C. You've got that in the business plan and you're ready somewhat for what kind of uncertainty might be ahead. You always get curveballs. I yeah, always, 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 always have curveballs. It's balls. not about eliminating risk or adversity. It's about being able to adapt to it quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think we adapted to it quickly. Yes, we did. Gotcha. And I, I think people are excited about the luggage. I don't think excited is the right word. But um, I would say, like, enthusiasm or, like, I'm not sure the exact word you were trying to say, but I think people are excited about the luggage because they love the idea of, you know, giving the luggage to the foster children. Oh, there's excitement there, but the, uh, the, the level of involvement, I guess, is higher with the new foster parent 
community Welcome involvement yeah. community involvement okay now i understand community involvement yeah the excitement was there for the luggage yeah. it was just it was like yay we're doing something great um, the the new foster welcome basket was like hey we love you mm-hmm. right that's what i that's what i meant um you know just being able to um keep on doing what you're doing and then being able to adapt to what happens is what is what's most important and uh just making sure you keep all your communication lines open yeah and i think not being afraid to take a chance Gotcha. I think that's a big deal because and talk to everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. talk to everybody. Talk but to everybody. I definitely think not being afraid to take a chance or to start something, mm-hmm. you know, on an idea. Yeah, I think I think that starting something is definitely scary, right? Because you have the opportunity to fail, which scares a lot of people. But failing is only failing if you give up. If you, you know, get back up and try again, like you're saying, Eric, where. You know, you have the main goal that you're trying to accomplish. You thought you were going to accomplish it this way, but you ended up accomplishing it this way. Same goal, just different path to get there. Exactly. Um, And I think that having that understanding when you start is a great, great advice for anybody starting, you know, nonprofit, a business, you know, just understand to have a main goal in your business plan, but allow flexibility. Definitely Uh, allow flexibility. But also get set up. Right. And don't be afraid to fail because yeah. that, that failure could be the thing that teaches you mm-hmm. how to be the most successful yep. at your next attempt. Yep. It's, it's, it's only through failures that we learn how to do almost anything that we have. Even walking. Yeah. yeah. Well, we tried Ridiculous Innovations, which was one of our first ventures, which was we made um, frames and mm. uh, for jewelry. And our sons made them, and that portion of it went to autism awareness. It was started, but it never finished because it just... It just never got off. It never gained yeah. any traction. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a couple tries. That's okay. And sometimes <laughs> it's, it's thing just... Is, the thing is, is that could come back in an in a iteration in the future. That's right? right. You can learn from that. Why didn't this work? How did this work? Take what worked from this and try to apply it again if it's the right time and the right place yeah just keep working with it yeah you know eventually things will um not fall into place because i hate that phrase put into place (laughs) things things will slide to where they're supposed to go like those old puzzles where Mm -hmm. you had to slide the plastic pieces around to make the puzzle go eventually that puzzle will get get made Mm -hmm. you've just got to figure it out and if you if you've got the tenacity to keep with it, you're gonna succeed. You're gonna find out that one thing that makes it all click. Yep. And then all the pieces start suddenly sliding where they're supposed to go. And I guess my thing would be success in life isn't always money. No. Success no. is success is trying something and it and success means something different for everybody. Well I think you have to define success. Right. I think that can go back to the business plan. You know, your business plan might not be monetarial you know which if you're writing a business plan it probably is but you could apply that to goal setting right your success doesn't necessarily have to mean making right two dollars it could be helping somebody smart like right that that is right to me correct. success, success is, isn't just money no to me success is helping one child accomplish what they need in life mm-hmm. 
That's there success to me. If we do this for 10 years and we only help one child have a better life, it was worth all 10 years. Yeah. If, that's if, your success. If we do this perfect. for 10 years and we help a, 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 a thousand child children mm -hmm. have a better life, it was just as big a success. It's, it's, it's about improving the future life quality of these children mm -hmm. by trying to remove a small piece of trauma out of their life. Yeah. And Which is so big, right? We say it's small, but, but it's still, huge. It's so huge. That can affect somebody. It's, effect, life. it's affecting yeah. her 40 some odd years down exactly. the line. And I, you know, you want to really upset her, go ahead and take some of her clothes and throw them in a glide bag. Boom. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's rough. It is rough. Not jokingly, just, you know, that's how bad it has affected her. Mm -hmm. It's not something that went away when she was 13 or she forgot about it when she was 25 or she finally got over it at 30. No, she's in her 40s mm -hmm. and it is still a big part of her life. It is a big part of her psyche. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. It's still traumatizing. I still see myself as that little girl walking through school with the trash bag. I do. And that's why I want to help the children not have to go through that. That's why we have our three programs that work with them from exactly. the time they go in that help out the foster families and the new program, the Foundations of Prosperity, which is going to work with them from 14 to 24 as a wow. support system. Very cool. So we want to be there, be there for the whole process, you yeah. know, so that they can have a better life. That's why our our logo is the children with the hands up. We want to be the hands up and the support for the kids, for the children. Yeah. Yeah, I think you you guys are doing great. I think that um, you still, we all have still a long way to go, right? You guys are oh, yeah. a few months into this, and you're going to learn a lot more. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely. And if, I guess if we're not learning, we're not doing it right. You're not awake. Right. Yeah, we're <laughs> definitely sleeping. Um, so... To wrap this up, tell people where they can find you online or if they want to connect with you somehow. How is that possible? What's well, going on with you guys? Our direct website is www.lovingourkids365.org. You can also find us on Facebook at Loving Our Kids 365. And... Uh, cell phone number? Cell phone number, yeah. Our cell phone numbers are 727-514 five seven four eight or seven two seven five one four four eight eight nine and we will answer them and if we don't just leave a message because i'm famous famous for my phone running out of juice <laughs> i just want to thank everybody for their support and their love and just you don't have to donate to support the foster families if you could just you know, help out someone you know that's a foster parent or do some community involvement. And just say thank you. If you know a foster parent out there or a family that accepts a foster children or has even adopted a child, just give them a good hug and a thanks and tell them thank you for doing what you're doing to this for this community. Because love and support is a big, big portion of it. Yeah, that's what you guys are giving. And that's what... Um, I mean, we, there'd be no need for an organization if that was already happening. Yeah. So I think the encouragement to show love to those people that are in those situations 
is always encouraged but I'd, I'd encourage everybody listening to go like their Facebook share it um, and if you know anybody that you think could help them out to link to them and uh, get them all connected that's what this yes, whole podcast please. is about is connecting people in the local area so if you want to be a part of helping them grow or anything reach out to them they gave you their information it'll also be linked in the, the description here so uh, thank you guys for coming out and thank you yeah, thank podcast. you it's been great. Yes, it has. Thank yes, you. Yes, it has. This podcast is brought to you by TazSmithPhotoVideo.com, helping you connect with your customers and grow your business through photo and video. Unlimited videos and photos starting at four ninety nine.